Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another morning meeting. It is August the 22nd. Henry, over to you with Overnight. Thanks, Gigi. Overnight, as always, Friday night, a little, little bit wobbly on the streets. Of course, this week we have Jackson Hole, so that is going to take focus. I think Friday is when Jerome Powell delivers his speech to uh, the Jackson Hole Symposium. As a result, we saw the Dow down 292 points, or 0.86 of a percent, NASDAQ down 2%. So we did also see the 10-year yield heading up towards 3% as well. German inflation numbers on Friday were a bit scary in those producer price indices that they have. So that was not particularly good for the inflation outlook. Uh, Base metals pretty much unchanged. Gold eased slightly on the back of that stronger US dollar as money flowed into the US dollar on safe haven side of things. The oil price was up slightly. Our SPY futures were down 29 points on Saturday morning, but we are seeing falls greater than that, although some are because of ex-dividends, but certainly the mood has soured somewhat over the weekend, that's for sure. Thank you very much for that, Henry. And over to you, Ben, with the local market. Yes, thank you, Cheech. We are down 70 points or almost exactly 1% to start the week. Utilities, technology and real estate are the worst of these sectors, all down more than 1.5%. Consumer discretionary materials and industrials not faring much better, all down between 1% and 1.5%. Healthcare, the only sector with its head above water. And when I checked last, it was 0.1% above. So not much to write home about today. But the feature is, of course, results. We've got a massive day of results out. Just a few of the highlights. ABC, Adbury, formerly known as Adelaide Brighton, uh, have been the worst performer this morning with some below consensus numbers. Underlying NPAT in the first half came in at 54.3 million, which was shy of the 61.6 expected. They're down 14.3% early. Reliance Worldwide, RWC, next worst down 5%, despite NPAT and revenue coming in ahead of expectations. And Ingham's next worst after that, alongside Bromelius, both down 3.5%. On the other end, EML Payments is the best performer, up 12%, with underlying profit coming in 30%, roughly above expectations. And the announcement of a $20 million share buyback over the next 12 months. Media is up 9% after reporting underlying NPAT of 20.4 million, up from 2.2 million a year ago. They were one of the massive COVID casualties, the advertising spend being wiped. And Nearmap is up 5% after agreeing to a takeover deal from PE firm Tomo Brava. Uh, the deal is set to be at $2.10 per share, which is 67% up on the VWAP of the last six months and values the company at $1.05 billion. So a good day for Nearmap shareholders. Among the other results, which I won't get into, but we'll have them all on the newsletter, are Nick Scarly, APA Group, Southern Cross, Shaver Shop, Event Hospitality, Lend Lease, Medibank Private, National Storage Rate, Ordinate, Ampol, Cooper Energy, and Fisher and & Paykel. So plenty going on today. Thank you, Cheech. Very, very busy week. Thanks for that, Ben. Over to you, Leighton, with the broke report. I'm sure it's going to be a long list of updates. Uh, thank you, Cheechy. It's actually pretty boring out in Brokerland at the moment. All of the recommendations coming through are pretty much just holds on neutral so there's not a lot to go off this morning i did see accent group that's ax1 with a fairly positive response from the brokers city and ubs are both neutral they lifted their target prices by 32 percent and 26 percent respectively and that's to just about in line with the current price but morgan's upgraded to an ad and lifted its target price 43 percent to two dollars which implies about a 20 percent upside and just looking at some downgrades out there today as well agl energy downgraded to neutral at Credit Suisse 
Amcor downgraded to neutral at UBS. Newix, that's NXL, was downgraded to equal weight at Morgan Stanley. And PTB Group, that's PTB, was downgraded to hold at Morgan's. And other than that, there's not a whole lot out there this morning, Chi Chi. Thank you very much for that, ladies and gentlemen. Henry, I do believe you have Henry's take and strategy. I do. Just in Henry's take, nothing much very exciting. Did take some profits last week in some of the lithium stocks. But interestingly, Macquarie had a piece of research out this morning on lithium and have upgraded a lot of their price targets based on the price of lithium holding at very elevated levels. Although I must admit, I'm pretty happy to have taken some money off the table in the sector. It has run pretty hard, not to say that it can't continue to do so, but it probably does need a little bit of a pause and a pullback, certainly in places. Stocks like Mineral Resources, which is a lithium stock, as well as an iron ore stock, have run from around 43 bucks to 60 bucks. So you would imagine there's a bit of scope there for some profit taking and uh, Pilbara not dissimilar has run from two bucks to uh, three bucks etc so there's a little bit of uh, profit taking I think continuing in the lithium space although it still does offer good long-term value but it's a question of timing as well to get back in but also it's Monday so just to look at fear and greed crypto and normal markets also the GDP now from the Atlanta Fed and some links there to the podcast that I did with Leslie Chung from Imugene which came out on Friday. Quite a lot of interest in that, actually. I was quite surprised, really, the amount of interest in that. So there was about a 1,000 downloads over the weekend of that one. So uh, if you're interested in biotechs and Italian art, uh, that's certainly one to listen to. And there's on Livewire Markets, there's also a chat with Ben Clark of TMS Capital. We're talking about those three stocks, starting a portfolio from scratch, what stocks you would put in to that portfolio. When I recorded it, I was looking at Terracom as one of the stocks to put in. And since recording, Terracom's done quite well, uh, has risen from around um, sort of 80 odd cents, 86 cents to 96 cents. So that one's going quite well. Coal stock course up in Queensland. As far as strategy goes, I just did a little run through of the ideas portfolio. There's nothing really sinister there. Of course, the market's down 66 odd points today. And there are a few of these resource stocks rolling over. Not huge amounts as yet, but uh, 29 metals has come off a little bit. So that's um, that's one that may be uh, worth blocking in some profits in in that one. But BHP has done pretty well in the ideas portfolio. It's only down 24 cents today. And there is a massive big dividend due on September the 1st, I think it is, $2.47. So that is um, that is a big reason to stay around in BHP, I guess. And that's near, that's um, a massive, massive dividend, of course, fully franked. So although portfolio in the ideas is coming off a smidge, resources coming off a little bit, the market coming off a little bit. And I have been suggesting that maybe September gets a little wobbly. Certainly Dow futures at the moment down 150 odd points. There is no reason to be knee jerking out of them just yet. Marcus back later this week, so he may see things a little bit differently. I've been happy to take some profits in the small cap portfolio, mainly because they're more susceptible to a change in sentiment that the bigger caps think could still hold in for at least another couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks until we start to get worried about Jackson Hole at the end of this week. And that leads into a CPI and US rate rises on the FOMC at the end of September. So a little bit of easing coming, a little bit of negativity, but nothing too sinister just at the moment. Henry, I'll just clarify one thing you said in there. BHP Group going X on the first dividend due to drop on the 22nd of September. 
Thank you very much for that, Ben. And thank you very much for that, Henry. So I guess we're going to move over to our question of the day. Can we see cracks in the market starting to show? And Henry, do you want to start us off? Are there cracks in the market? That's a good question, Chi Chi. I certainly have been taking some profits in the small caps. Today, of course, we're down 1%. Last week, we had a relatively good week. It is still all about results, but certainly I've believed for some time that once summer ends in the Northern Hemisphere and is coming to the dog days of summer, September will be a little bit more volatile. And I think when we talk about volatility, I think there might be more downside in September, October, as we come to grips with the Federal Reserve, what they're going to do at the end of September. They also have the dot points this time out. They do that quarterly. We do also have rising energy prices in Europe, very, very high rising energy prices in Europe. We're going to have a new prime minister in the UK as well, which is going to be interesting. And of course, the war in Ukraine rumbles on with all the ramifications it has for UK and European gas prices really hurting their economy. And we have seen that German producer price index very high on Friday. So I think things are just going to get a little trickier. We've had a great summer as far as Northern Hemisphere summer goes in the market. But I think as we head into their autumn, we're likely to get a winter of discontent. We've even seen Felixstowe in the UK, which is one of the busiest container ports in the UK. They've gone on an eight-day strike, which is not going to help supply chain issues and inflation there either. So I think we could be heading for a winter of discontent in the northern hemisphere thank you very much for that henry ben how about yourself i am a little bit less concerned in the kind of looking through the short term a few wobbles wouldn't be overly surprising and henry makes plenty of good points there but i think there's enough signs that the runaway inflation is starting to slow and even if it hasn't quite peaked it's sooner rather than later and the interest rate rises are working as hoped so they hopefully won't go as high as some were first worried about which is generally good for equities so not to not saying we're going to scream away but more more thinking wobbles rather than a big uh, big sell-off. Cheers for that, Ben, and some optimism. And Leighton, how about yourself? Yeah, I'm pretty much the same as Ben, I think. It might be a little bit of a top-out coming, or it seems like there is, but I don't think it's anything too serious. I think we'll see another run again soon. It's just a little bit of sentiment starting to run out, I guess, with the results reactions are starting to look a bit poorer than they were at the start of the results season. And especially with the new inflation worries out of the US over the weekend, then starting to see a little bit of a top out. But I don't think it's going to be anything like what we saw recently. Cheers for that, Leighton. Well, that brings us to a close to another morning meeting. See you all tomorrow. See you guys. See you guys. See ya. See ya. See ya.